BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. All right, we got a lot to get to this last hour. We'll update you on the migrants, on the planes and the buses situation between the Republican governors and, of course, those who are aghast at this. Uh, there's been a lawsuit. There's also been a sheriff in Texas who's an elected Democrat who says he's going to investigate this criminally. Talk about all this coming up later on this hour. But right now, we turn our attention to coyotes. The El Segundo Times did a long story today inside the war on urban coyotes. There seems to be two different factions who are arguing as to what to do about what appears to be escalating numbers of coyote reports in many neighborhoods. John says it could be the drought. Some of it might be the pandemic where they just felt more freer to roam. I'm looking in the story at a man by the name of Chase Niesner. a PhD candidate at the Institute for the Environment and Sustainability at UCLA. (laughs) He has a phrase, cloud coyotes. He says that these are the types of coyotes that exist on things like the Nextdoor app and on social media platforms. They're not the real world. I get it. And he says they're depicted as terrifying phantoms that threaten the sanctity of homes and yards, eat pets, and attack children with impunity. Oh, he's full of garbage. That, that people post real photos and real videos of the coyotes. He didn't, are they, are they no, attacking people? Because this is, this is some a, of the others in this article I, say that chances are they will not attack you. This is chances we are. We need to coexist. <laughs> chances are. I don't deal with chances are. They're predators. Uh, well, there have been uh, six reported coyote attacks on people in L.A. County this year. Okay, that's enough. That's six uh, in a county of 10 million? Huh? Okay. Yeah, well, except... You're you're at all. So the total is 69 between 2012 and 2022. Most people aren't going to run into a coyote because most people live in a very city urban environment. It's where you get along the the edges, and that's where I live. I live. Uh, they call along it green space. Whatever there's green space, you can have sure. coyotes. Most of L.A. there's no green space. See, near me, yeah, you, near me, they have this sort of trail that's got trees and a wood chip yeah. path, and that's well, where I've seen them. I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at the bottom of the Santa Monica Mountains, right? Uh, I'm I'm right across the street from where the the elevation starts going up into the mountains. So they come down out of the mountains, and they're on my block. So I'm at a much higher risk than somebody living, oh, I don't know, in the middle of uh, El Segundo or or somebody who's uh, in uh, Boyle Heights. There are areas that the coyotes aren't going to approach because it's too urban. It's too paved over. 
But we're going to talk now to Aurelio Matucci. Uh, he's been on our show before. In fact, it's about the homeless. He's a Torrance City Councilman. And we will talk to him about an update on the homeless situation in Torrance the next segment. But in this segment, we're going to talk to him about what he has done with the coyote problem in his community. And apparently other surrounding communities are looking to him for some help. One of the few in California is Torrance. They have committed to year-round trapping under a contract program that kills about one coyote a week using, oh, lethal injection. So this is the crowd that apparently believes that you need to evict the coyotes and you got to do what you got to do to get rid of them and not just try to relocate them. So let's bring Aurelio on the show and talk more about this. Aurelio, how are you? Great. How are you guys? All right. So fine. uh, Torrance has had an invasion of coyotes? Uh, well, actually, I think everywhere has got an invasion of coyotes because a lot of cities don't do anything about it. So what's a Vic Coyotes about? Well, a Vic Coyote is really just a group of uh, individuals that have fallen victims uh, to coyote attacks. Um, you know, it's funny that the article that came out doesn't really mention some of the horrors that uh, people had to endure uh, watching their their pets being torn apart by a coyote in front of them while they're trying to kick it away. Uh, these are wild predators. They will kill, and they don't discriminate. They will kill um, kids as well. Uh, you know, even though there may not be a big long list of attacks, um, I, I say one is one too many, and uh, that's why we exist. Oh. We, you know, we're just a literally just a just a group that uh, come, came together. We put on some red shirts and um, and advocated for change, and we brought change to cities like Torrance. What was the change you brought? Uh, Year-round trapping. We're one of the few cities. um, We may be actually the only city that actually does year-round trapping, and uh, and we euthanize the the pet because the not the pet the coyote to protect the pets, and um, it's the I guess the most humane way to to uh, rid ourselves of uh, of the overpopulation of coyotes. Uh, We're not trying to we're not trying to exterminate a whole species. Uh, we're trying to bring down the numbers to safer levels so that we can enjoy our backyards with our pets and not worry about a coyote jumping over the fence. So what's the, what's the trap look like? Uh, well, there's different types of traps. I believe uh, we um, the trapper that we um, uh, hired uh, uses like a snare trap or, or uh, an actual cage trap. Uh, but I guess there are different traps for different applications. But, yeah, we don't get involved in that portion of it. Oh, where do they go? Uh, what do you mean? Where do they go? Where do they? Well, get once played? you trap the uh, coyotes, where do you take them? Uh, living on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a coyote farm out. Uh... There's a coyote farm. No, we have to euthanize them on the spot just because oh. they law. They kill them. Yeah, yeah, we kill them. Yeah, we are not allowed to move them around the state or anywhere else because they become a pest to somebody else. So right, but you're allowed to kill them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, okay. we're, we're doing yeah. everything Fair. by the book. We're doing everything by the book. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But the bottom line, these, these are wild animals. They're predators. They, they will kill, and they'll continue killing. Well, you know, and there's really no stopping it unless you start stopping them. Especially where I used to live, the number of cats and dogs and other uh, animals that got eaten was, was tremendous. I mean, yeah, every, and, and, every and how week many... I heard the squealing going on. And you have to also... You know, there's a lot of pets that are missing that we don't know what happened to them, but we know their faith is probably going to be in the jaws of a, a wild coyote. So yeah, no, I, I went out my front door one day, true, and on the walkway, 
uh, right on the paving stones, there was a pile of bones with oh. a, a furry tail sticking oh. out at the end. And uh, you know, some coyote, I think it was a squirrel, left only the tail behind. And everything else, he'd ripped the meat off the bones. I mean, cleaned it completely. Yeah. And I get it. Look, I get it. They're, you know, Some people will argue that we're here first, but now we're here. We're humans. We deserve a place to live in peace and, and a safe environment. So, you know, just like uh, animals are protected, humans should protect themselves as well. And, um, you know, so really what all we're looking for is bring down the numbers to where we were maybe 30, 40 years ago when you never even heard about coyotes. So uh, they follow people. They're, they're really, they're not really, they're great hunters, but they, they love the easy, the easy meal. And the easy meal is going to be, you know, fluffy in the backyard. Mm-hmm. So that's the email. Oh, we never yeah, let our really go for. We cats, got a yeah. we got a small dog. We never let him alone in the backyard to run around. No, but that's the whole thing. Yeah. There's a misconception that if you're there, the coyote won't attack. Uh, one of our one actually one of our um, uh, coyote uh, group members, uh, she lost two dogs uh, right in front of her uh, with a coyote, and she's trying to literally try to beat it off, and it just doesn't. You know, I mean, those things when yeah. they're in kill no, mode. No, that's true. I just have I, you been have you been getting blowback from like the animal activists who think this is terrible that you're euthanizing coyotes or? Uh, of course, you know they showed up at our meetings um, saying how misinformed and ignorant we are. But you know, I, I love hearing stories like you guys were talking about earlier—the cloud coyotes. You know, yes, a cloud coyote killed two cats this week in Torrance. You know, because uh, you know well, these imaginary coyotes. You know, they, they, I this guy thinks it's an urban legend that well, coyotes you know are killing animals. There's this new trend I notice, uh, and it, it comes from uh, people in the media and people in academia. They want to dismiss a lot of regular people's problems because regular people go on Nextdoor app and they talk about it. And whether it's yeah. the crime or it's homelessness or it's uh, coyotes, the knee jerk now from this crowd is, oh, that's just uh, uh, exaggerating, unsubstantiated right. exaggeration, rumor mongering online. It's like, no, it's real. Most of these people, whether whatever category the incident is in, they provide photos and video. Yeah. Well, no, there's, uh, there's plenty of evidence that show that coyotes have no fear, especially the urban coyotes. They have no fear of people. They were born in the noise. Uh, they, they literally just walk around during the day like, like nothing. Now, if you had your dog off a leash, it'd probably uh, get uh, impounded. But uh, coyotes free to go around and, uh, and kill. Now, you know, the, the, other, <laughs> the other thing that I, that I also find amusing is the whole coexist uh, hazing, uh, you know, keep your pets inside. Uh, don't don't leave a bowl of water outside. I mean, there's water everywhere. Sprinklers from the city parks. I mean, there's yeah, I there's water. There's food everywhere. There's I mean, there's an abundance of everything. So of course they thrive here. I mean, the coyote coyotes in a urban setting live almost twice as long as uh, in the wild. Mm. Why? Because there's no predators. Right, and they're better know. fed. Hang on the line. We'll talk. Uh... Yeah, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the efforts in your city to do something about the homeless situation, Aurelio. So stand by. Thank you. John and Ken Show, KFI. Well, it's like a two-part conversation with a Torrance City Councilman by the name of Aurelio Matucci. We first talked about the coyote problem in Torrance, and he's part of a group called the Vic Coyotes. But now we want to turn our attention to one of the things we talked about him when we've had him on our show a couple of times. And that's the situation with the homeless. And uh, Aurelio wanted to tell us, too, he was recently reelected to his post on city council, and he's been spearheading the efforts to do something 
about the homeless problem in Torrance. So we're going to get an update from him now as to how that's going. What's going on, Aurelio? What's What's going going on in Torrance now? A lot going on in Torrance. Uh, Two years in the making, we finally opened up our... uh, our temporary housing program on July 5th. So, and it seems to be working. It's too early to tell, you know, I don't want to, you know, break open the, the champagne yet, but, you know, we were able to take uh, 51 individuals off the streets. And, uh, and where are you, you know, putting them? What kind of uh, housing is this? Well, they're, you know, in old Beverly Hills housing here, but it's, uh, they're eight by eight um, mini homes, kind of, I guess they're called pallet homes. Yeah, but they have, you know, AC, uh, they got power, they got uh, three meals a day they get, got shower and bathrooms, toiletries. Oh, they're not, wait, wait, they're not one of those $900,000 Garcetti specials? No, no, these are about nine grand each, yeah. Nine grand. (laughs) And how is it working, how's it going? Are they staying there or some leaving back to the streets or some leaving Torrance? What do you know so far? You know, well, so far, I, I can run down the numbers real quick. Uh, we got 51 people that uh, were entered into the program. Uh, six of them self-exited. Uh, some Five of them were taken out because they weren't following the rules. And God forbid you give some individuals rules. Um, there was one individual that found permanent housing through the program. It may not sound like much, but in two months, that's that's actually not bad, actually finding some permanent housing. Uh, we do have six individuals that were... Uh, matched up with permanent housing, so so they're on their way to get permanent housing. Uh, now, of course, if housing was <laughs> the main issue, uh, it'd be a done deal. You know, just build a bunch of homes and you put them in there. But the the reality is, there's a lot of drug abuse. There's a lot of mental health issues on the streets. Uh, trust in government. There, there there's a whole look a whole bunch of different. Uh, reasons why people are on the streets. But uh, bottom line, here in Torrance, we put together a program that also includes a an anti-camping ordinance that we are enforcing. Uh, it's the only way this program can work. If we give them a little bit of tough love, a little nudge into the program, uh, we're not going to allow so, people just to you know lay on the street and do okay. everything. So you find some guy living in a tent in a sleeping bag, and he's in a public space, and you tell him you can't live here anymore you offer him what what's the first thing you a offer a tiny home i guess <laughs> a tiny home exactly we offered him a tiny home now a tiny home is not the only temporary uh, shelter that we can offer we can offer hotel room stays um you know we have some some vouchers that we can use uh we're actually working with uh the south bay cog to be able to get uh, accessibility to more vouchers so that we can actually use those as temporary housing now we keep on saying temporary housing just because by law, we're required, I'm sure you heard of the Martin versus Boise case that basically says that you can't enforce anti-camping unless you have a bed available. Well, in Torrance, we're making beds available so that we can enforce the and a, and a bed could be just that in a, in a shelter, right? Correct. It could you, be you, a you cot, have, uh, eight by eight room. It yeah. doesn't have to be a $600,000 apartment with all the services that go with it. Exactly. Exactly. So and, then, and I know it's early, but... Are you seeing some sort of a decrease in what's going on with camping in the streets and public spaces there? Oh, absolutely. We had a pretty good-sized uh, encampment at uh, one of our parks, Columbia Park, and there were 16 tents. And as soon as we opened this up, all 16 were placed into the uh, housing village. And uh, some of them were transitioned out for various reasons. Uh, you know, we have, I mean, we have so many resources available in L.A. County, and, and it's heavily funded 
Unfortunately, there's a lot of hands in the cookie jar. But uh, yeah, there's no to... there's no shortage of money though. The, no, the no, money's being no wasted. Of money, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of waste. I mean, uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to see. I mean, this we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that are just uh, being spent on a treatment, not necessarily a cure. But uh, what I what I've been seeing is, you know, there's five individuals that got permanent, uh, not permanent, but uh, employment. Uh, those are great, great things. Eighteen individuals signed up for uh, the Venice Family Clinic. If you know them, they're pretty much a rehab uh, or, you know, or now, other health now issues. Now, if, if one of these vagrants refuses all help, then, then what happens? After you've well, told we, start, me- we start with, yeah, we obviously uh, our police department's been great. And, by the way, we're understaffed, um, so it's really hard to really – get everyone, um, uh, you know, to do everything at the same time because there's just a lot of incidents, a lot of things. But having said that, the first step is to obviously give them a warning, let them know about the ordinance, let them know that there's help out there. We give them a little trifold that gives them, you know, some information and some options. Um, if we go, when we go back, uh, there might be a second warning. Uh, then comes the citation maybe a second citation, and people might say, well, it's just a citation. They're going to wrinkle it up and throw it in the trash. But citations, if you don't show up to court, uh, they could become uh, bench warrants, and uh, at that point we can make an arrest. Ideally, we don't want it to get to that point. We want people to get the help that they need that don't all But do, 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 they, do they move out of the public area, at least by then? Once you've gone up to them two, three, four times, and it, they haven't taken the help or they haven't taken the tiny home, do they move on? On their own because well, they realize I mean, they're, they're not going to be left alone. I can only speak for myself on this, but I truly, yeah, they do move on. A lot of them do move on. They don't want to be bugged. Leave me alone. I'm out of here, and I'm okay with that because, really, uh, I think in Torrance, our our philosophy here, or at least at least my philosophy, if you don't accept the help, get out of Torrance. That's that's it because yeah. you just can't be on the street. You're not going to destroy our communities. Uh, we had a, a a rape about a month ago. It was a transient, raped a young, a young lady walking her dogs. That guy should have never been here in our streets, bottom line. You know, I feel so horrible knowing that we've been working on this for over two years, and we just couldn't get that guy off the street, you know. Well, so, you're doing really good work. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much for the update. We appreciate your efforts. Keep us yeah, I just wanna, I mean, I just want to let you know, it's, it's not me, it's us. I mean, staff... Has been working on this just literally like 24/7 on this. It's a very, very important issue here in Torrance, and we're trying, trying to get a, trying to get a grasp on what can, what works, and what can we do also as a, a larger community. All right, Torrance City Councilman Aurelio Matucci, thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. All right, we got more coming up. All right. Oh yeah, quick reminder that uh, coming back in just three days is the Moist Line, as always on Fridays in the five o'clock hour. You can leave a message using that iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is the way you do it. You can, of course, call the Moist Line phone number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. There have been some developments this afternoon on the musical migrant situation. We call it the musical chair migrants. Uh, There have been governors in Florida and Texas who have been uh, busing or putting on planes some of the migrants to send them to other parts of the country, in particular democratic sanctuary cities and states and uh, as john said earlier there's been some like the el paso mayor a democrat who's also bust out some of the migrants because his city's been overwhelmed the big development this afternoon is that we do have a lawsuit 
Migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard have a lawyer or a law firm, and they have filed a lawsuit against the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. Uh, the migrants claim in the suit that they were told they'd receive employment, housing, and other help if they agreed to fly to other states. Now, DeSantis' story is that they signed consent forms. He described them, I think, as homeless. I guess what he was saying was they came to Florida, they were really destitute and homeless, there didn't seem to be any opportunity here for them, so they talked to them about, you know, another place they could go where they'd get a lot of aid. Well, And that would be Martha's Vineyard, which... Anybody could file a lawsuit. What's what's the claim here? I, I this this has escaped every. Well, here story. it comes. Uh, they are claiming that uh, the, well, the constitutional claim is that uh, a couple of their rights were violated. Uh, the migrants were informed just before they landed that they were going to the island of Martha's Vineyard. They found themselves abandoned on the tarmac in the dark. Could not get a hold of the people who previously arranged for their travel. Uh, it says here that what happened was they were approached uh, outside of shelters in Texas. And uh, they lured the migrants away, told them they'd receive employment, housing, schooling, and other assistance if they agreed to fly to other states. This it is... looks like these migrants were in Texas first and then ended up in Florida. And then DeSantis's people arranged for them yeah, to Yeah, to... no, I read that. I, I don't know why, but some of the planes were stopping in Florida before going north. So it's violation of the 4th and 14th Amendment what? against illegal seizure and false arrest and more. Wait, so this wait. is Dopey Newsom's claim they, that this they, was they, kidnapping. They weren't seized. They say they were falsely imprisoned and DeSantis and others committed fraud, intentionally oh. inflicted emotional distress, and engaged in a conspiracy to deprive them of their civil rights. There you this go. This is garbage hysteria. This, this, ah, yeah, this yeah. is funded by Democratic operatives. Oh, I'm sure it is. Who, 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 because who, they're they're terrified of DeSantis running for president. We're going to see a lot of this in the next two years. DeSantis really scares them because he has a discipline that Trump doesn't have, and that's I, I've read. There's there's a lot of I've read a lot of left wing columnists who say that they're 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 afraid of DeSantis in the sense that he could win because he knows what he's doing. He can control himself. Yes, you know Trump captured a lot of people's imaginations, but eventually self-destructed uh this guy won't and uh so you're going to see an incredible amount of negative publicity and hysteria nothing was violated it's it's total bs they said they were falsely told they'd be heading to boston or washington dc and provided with official looking materials about immigration but instead were dropped off at martha's vineyard in the dark mm-hmm. well. defendants manipulated them stripped them of their dignity deprived them of their they're- liberty they're going to have bodily autonomy. That's a good word. Due process <laughs> and equal protection under the law. It's uh, it's fun when you have a big budget for a thesaurus. And they're you, also it, saying that, oh, and this is an old argument, that the federal government has exclusive control over immigration and they impermissibly interfered with that right. No. For an unlawful personal political agenda. You didn't ask the big question. Why? How much? How much? Uh, they don't specify damages, but a minimum of no. $75,000 is indicated. No, because this is a political document. Show me the names of the lawyers. Show me the law firm. Let's see what the political donations are. Let's see who their friends are. Oh, okay. Well, the, I can, the, uh... there, there's, there's, there's no normal lawyer who would care about this case, and there's no money to be made.
So th- this is this is this is a uh, a political act. Yeah, I was just trying to get the name of the law firm here. Um, I'm looking at the actual lawsuit itself. A lawsuit. I mean, every <laughs> again, it's a distraction. It's another five minutes on a story that doesn't matter. In instead of you know everyone covering the story that does matter is you got two million people poured over the border. Oh, it's called the Lawyers for Civil Rights. That's their name. Uh-huh. If you want right. to look them up and well, see how well connected they are, it sounds to... like it sounds like a left-wing progressive whack job. Oh, right. I'm sure you're going to find George Soros. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, he funds a lot of these organizations. He does. And well, other the lawyers guys... for civil rights is that their name? Yeah. Now, meanwhile, a Democratic sheriff in Texas, Bexar County, never heard of it. Sheriff Javier Salazar is going to conduct a criminal investigation into DeSantis sending the migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. So like we said, we were right. They were originally in Texas. I think they are. They were Venezuelans. There are 48 of them. He says it appears they were lured under false pretenses into staying at a hotel for a couple of days, and then they were flown to Florida and then on to Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Can't figure out why that happened, why they ended up going from Texas to Florida. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, well... Maybe Abbott and DeSantis coordinated on this. No. But, he but the claims thing is, that somebody was paid a fee to gather the immigrants from a San Antonio migrant resource center. So in other words, they're making the case here that somebody came up with the brilliant idea of let's take them to Martha's Vineyard. Now just go and find a collection of them. Mm-hmm. And this is the, supposedly well, the method. And again, they, they ended up in Martha's Vineyard, which is one of the most beautiful places to uh, it is an, vacation an, in the world. According to but, DeSantis, it's got lots of resources. But who, I, don't, I don't know. Who knew that Martha's Vineyard was filled with xenophobes? I mean, the xenophobic response. That's the word they use, right? The xenophobic hatred, deporting them off the island, sending them to Cape Cod, is just astonishing how dark <laughs> their hearts are. They're so, I guess they decided they they're, didn't have the services. They're, they're so cruel. Do you think there's a homeless um, shelter in serv- Martha's Vineyard? What, what services do you need? You, you need a homeless you, shelter. You uh, need like a, a social services set up there to yeah, get these people you, you food need, and housing. You need some cots and uh, you buy them some food. That's all you need. I, of course I they have I that. guess they didn't think they had the infrastructure. If a hurricane hit Martha's Vineyard, they'd be able to handle things. <laughs> they just didn't. They No, they're, 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 they're racist at Martha's Vineyard. Right, uh, it, was, we, it was forty-eight white school children. Do you think it would have been a problem? No. If it was forty, oh, they would have kept them. You mean? Sure. Let's say it's a, a forty-eight uh, white girls a church group, and they suddenly they ended put up on a plane and sent. Uh, they were just suddenly ended up uh, on uh, Martha's Vineyard. Got left behind. You know, they're both well, broke down. If they were U.S. citizens who right, they, no, they would well that would be kidnapping. You can't just put no, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm saying, white girls what I'm on a plane saying, and send them to no, no. You missed my point. If 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 it was 48 white girls, let's say they they were on a, a vacation or something, a trip, right, a church trip, and then their their boat broke down, they couldn't get off the island, they had to spend the night. It, Everybody they, would have found uh, accommodations for them. Oh, because it's just the night. Well, two nights, let's say three nights. You think they would have been taken care of? Nobody would have complained. The Everybody who said, need oh, more than two nights help. They, they, they said, oh, no, you, you can come in. We have a guest room. We have a basement. Obamas have a mansion. No, this is, this is them being, this is the Martha's Vineyard crowd being very uncomfortable with very poor 
migrants don't speak English, and they don't want them around. That's why they freaked out. It, it's almost like the way rich people react when some, they see somebody in the neighborhood who shouldn't be there. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. This is what most West Side liberals or Martha's Vineyard liberals are like in captivity. This is the way they act behind closed doors. Ignore the signs they put on their lawn. This is what they're really about. John and Kent, KFI. Well, a spokeswoman for Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida has provided Fox News, her name is Taryn Fensky, with uh, the consent forms that were signed by the migrants. It was available in English and Spanish. It basically said, I, born on blank, agree to be transported by the benefactor or its designated representative to locations outside of Texas, to locations in sanctuary states. I actually wrote that in the consent form. There you go. Yep. Yep. And it, it, it's all signed at the bottom. Uh, I agree to hold the benefactor or designated representative harmless of the liability <clears throat> coming out of this by any way. It's a little hard to read the rest because it's in small print, but basically it's like a, a waiver. So. Yeah. They knew they would be taken to a sanctuary. That's what they were, where they were going. Martha's Vineyard declared themselves a sanctuary. Said in New York and Washington and Chicago. This this is being called on. People really get embarrassed when they're hypocrites. I, I you know I I don't deal in hypocrisy. I pretty much. I mean I just I just say what I feel. And but politicians and a lot of left wing progressives like to virtue signal, and so they're easy targets for hypocrisy. And that's they were sitting ducks on this one. And somebody like uh, DeSantis and Greg Abbott, they're fearless. It's like, hey, you know what? You, you, you're a sanctuary. What does that mean? That's what I always wondered. What does it mean? Well, we found out. They didn't mean it. <laughs> they're well, generally, it means that you're not going to turn them over to the feds for possible deportation. That's but kind the, of what sanctuary the, policies are about. But the general, t- yeah, but, but, but the word sanctuary means a refuge, right? Like a church is a sanctuary if you're, uh, if you're uh, in some kind of distress. You, you can go to a church. Let's say you're a woman being chased by a violent boyfriend, right? They'll, they'll take you in. They'll take care of you. That's what sanctuary means, the dictionary version, the common version. So Well, uh, they were described as homeless, hungry, and looking for services that apparently Florida could not provide. And when they were informed about the availabilities of services in a sanctuary state, they said that they took the, the, uh, the opportunity. And unfortunately, they were dropped on an island of xenophobes. You know, these things happen. Conway's here and Mark Thompson's here. Hey yeah, Ding dong, right? Yeah. We got uh, Mark, big Mark Thompson Tuesday, yeah. right? That's kind of cool. It is right? cool. Um, day is named after him? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. sort of, yeah. Thompson Tuesday. And uh, California employers will soon be banned from screening workers for marijuana. So, That's a good thing, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, I guess unless you're like a pilot. Well, I don't know. You've lucked out. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet I only got two more weeks, right? And then they'll, uh, I won't be able to... Uh, Blood test me anymore. Uh, the NTSB is recommending that all vehicles be required to have a blood alcohol monitoring system, right? Not just oh, drunks so anymore. Good news and bad news for Conway today. <laughs> yeah. wow. Kind of a mixed report. Yeah, so really is. Here's some more bad news. Uh-oh. Uh, don't cook your chicken in NyQuil anymore. 
The FDA is warning a dangerous social media challenge. God, cooking man, a chicken we are, and NyQuil. We are a fat and a happy culture when we're doing that crap, aren't we? What a stupid society. Yeah. And then Maury Wills died. I can't believe that. Yeah. I, no, I, that's sad. Although I thought he had died a long time ago. <laughs> oh, no, I did. Is I, that right? Don't say that at the memorial service. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, he was a uh, uh, base stealer, shortstop, great guy, right? Oh, he was a great player. Yeah, fantastic player. And I uh, passed away. Probably most exciting to watch. Plus, uh, Susan Michaels will be with us from CatCon. Is that your book? Yeah, name? that's a, it's a big CatCon a whole weekend. It's a wild CatCon weekend coming up. What does that mean? It means that they actually, all of us cat people descend on the convention center. I think uh, you, you maybe have the notes These on where it is. These are people who dress up like furry cats. No, 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 These are cat it, children. I'm right? making it sound a little oh, wackier okay. than it all is. Right. It's cat enthusiasts and, you know, those who are. Uh, okay. But it's not because, you know, we're ridiculed, but we are cat lovers. And this Since is finally the place where we can all be with each other. You so. wonder why you're ridiculed? <laughs> <laughs> I understand it, but I feel that like there's some cheap shots taken. But there's some good news here. Since 2015, CatCon has raised $3,000 for animal organizations. $3,000? Yeah. What? That doesn't sound like much. That doesn't sound right. Uh, well, then uh, uh, then you guys open your wallets. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get the statistics correct. Then. Maybe that is right. I don't know. Oh, no, 330000 uh, Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God! See, it started already. Whatever. Yeah. All right. But that, but that's but that's three thousand in cat years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Keep going, everybody. everybody. Who can't oh, love him? Who can't love him? All right. Uh, Crusher's got the news. John and Ken, KFI AM. Wait a second. KFI KOSTHD two, Los Angeles, Orange County, Boom. live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're a body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I are you ready to get started? Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.